Lifestreams podcast. I am Michelle from Michelle R. Price, the Lightworker. And uh, Becca is joining us in a couple of minutes. She's just had something come up, so she will be with us very, very soon. But I thought I'll just jump in and get started, and uh, then Becca can join us when she's ready. So welcome to the show. Really great to be here once again. We are releasing this podcast every fortnight now, so um, every couple of weeks. So it gives you plenty of time to process what we're talking about each episode. And uh, we love your feedback as always. So get in touch with us on Facebook via the Living Enlightened podcast website. You can also email us at livingenlightened3 at gmail.com. So, so great to have you along again. And uh, basically what we're talking about today is uh, brightening your day. So when I put this episode up on socials, you'll be able to see I took a photo of my room. And the reason that we're talking about this is because I've started adding a lot of light to my room. And in actual fact, I'm going to be drawing from the Work Your Light Oracle Card Deck by Rebecca Campbell, which I purchased recently. It's not a brand new deck for her. It's been out for a little while, but uh, my earrings matched the deck. So um, my husband was like, do we really need another card deck? And I was like, well, yes, we do. And the lady noticed my earrings and pointed it out. And uh, hubby certainly gave up after that. He uh, realized he'd he'd lost that battle. So brightening your day. So we're going to get into what we've been up to um, in the last little while and um, as I wait for Beck to come in as well. So um, been through the theme and uh, what I've been up to, I guess, recently was uh, I spent a bit of time in Warwick and I actually haven't been there before. So that's in Queensland. It's sort of on the Queensland to New South Wales border. And we also spent a fair bit of time in Stanthorpe. And uh, it was such a great time. And I couldn't work out why my husband chose Warwick. I was really thinking about it. I was like, what's in Warwick? Like, you know, what's exciting there? It just seemed like a very odd choice because we've never really been down that way before, uh, unless we went through to Sydney or usually we'll go up north um, to another location that we'd know well, like Bundaberg or Bagara or, you know, Harvey Bay or something like that. So it was just a very odd choice for me. But anyway, as we were driving there, I was reading my book and uh, we arrived and Jason, my husband said, well, we're here. And I looked up and I nearly died because I was in a field of sunflowers. And I'm not talking one field. I mean, multiple. There's like a million sunflowers. And I'm not exaggerating. He actually planted, the owner, planted one million um, sunflower seeds and uh, they were all sort of flowering at various stages. And it was just the most amazing thing. And that was the first day that we arrived um, that that actually happened. And I couldn't believe it. So he actually planned, I found out later, the entire holiday around that one particular thing. You know, he wanted to um, get close enough to the sunflowers to be able to take me there and show me that. So that was absolutely amazing. And I made the whole thing worthwhile because we're not drinkers. So we didn't go to Stanthorpe, you know, to drink alcohol or go through the wineries. And uh, we did actually go through a couple and just have a look at the homesteads and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, highly recommend if you're sort of in that area on the Queensland to New South Wales border. And uh, it was a lot hotter, I've got to tell you, than what I expected. Uh, Hubby was sort of looking up the temps and he said it was getting down to 12 at night and, you know, um, 30 or so during the day. And it really didn't get down that much while we were there. We were a bit unlucky with the temps because we did take beanies and gloves and uh, puffer jackets and vests and all of these funny things and we actually didn't need any of those things so we had a very big suitcase and not much need for most of the clothing in there so um it's a little bit tricky when you're che- checking the temps ahead of time because um we had a bit of a heat wave we had about 36 degrees the second last day and it was uh, pretty unpleasant i've got to tell you and the aircon didn't work in the master bedroom in the place where we're staying at and so we had to sleep in single beds in the spare room because that's where the air conditioning unit actually worked 
So uh, not super fun, but um, yeah, it's a little bit tricky with temps in various places. I guess you just got to pack for everything and hope your air conditioner works. Um, the other thing I wanted to share with you guys was um, we had an awesome bookstore we came across. Well, it wasn't a bookstore. It was actually just a hippie store. And I put the uh, link into show notes. It's, uh, let me just have a look at Zanika, I think it was. Um, and it was the, I'm just going down to try and find where I've written it. Might have written it last week's notes. I'll have to copy it in here. Um, the Zaniki Hippie Store, I think it was called. And um, they basically had everything. It was pretty cool. Um, so they had books um, and they didn't charge for any of these things. So everything was actually free. So um, we went in and got as many books as we wanted. I think I got about five or six. And I think I was saying in the last episode that I actually threw out a bunch of books um, that my dog had chewed when she was a puppy and they were just kind of hanging on by their last leg, sitting on my bookshelf and actually bothering me, but I just hadn't got around to sort of getting rid of them and finally got rid of these books. Um, Jason took them to a bookstore um, to be exchanged and uh, a lot of them just lost their covers, but that just didn't look very nice. So anyway, we got, went there and I was going to tell Beck and she's not actually in here yet because she's still um, sorting some stuff out. But um, I actually managed to find about 10 books on Feng Shui. And that was one of our episodes that we did together, which I thought was quite funny. There was a lot of books on Feng Shui. So I will mention it when she jumps in uh, to the show. Um, the other wonderful thing was um, we actually did this movie night recently. And I'm part of a business committee in the uh, estate that I live in, uh, so the Aura Business Committee. And um, we hosted a movie night and it was all, we were all volunteers. We do it for free. But I put my sunflower earrings in. So as I mentioned, I went to the sunflowers out near Warwick and Toowoomba and I uh, had these sunflower earrings. So I was wearing them. They're made from clay, really cute. And the lady actually said to me, oh my gosh, are they sunflowers in your ears? And I said, yeah, they are. And she was like, wow, that's so amazing. She said, "My," um, she said, you know what they represent? And I said, well, no, not really. And um, thinking daffodils, you know, cancer, I wasn't really sure. And she said, well, they're actually mental health. Um, and she said, the reason I know that is because my brother actually took his own life. And if you are listening to this and that triggers anything for you, uh, please do give Life Fund a call, 13 11 14. Um, but yes, her brother did do that. And uh, so she's very familiar with the sunflower and she noticed my earrings straight away. And then I actually showed her a picture of the beautiful sunflower fields that we went to. And um, she absolutely loved that. And it really made her day, it made me quite emotional, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, it was such a beautiful experience. Anyway, Beck's not here yet, so we might just jump in and get started. Um, so brightening your day. Now, what I've been doing in my little room here is I've noticed that when I'm doing healings, and if you're listening to this and you're a bit of a light worker yourself, I've noticed when I've been doing healings sort of late in the arvo that it does get quite dark. And I don't like to leave all my curtains open because, you know, people are obviously lying on a, a table and they don't really want everyone walking past and looking in the window at them. So I do tend to shut my uh, curtains and often the windows because then the curtains bang and everything else. So it does get quite uh, warm and dark in here sometimes. And so what I've started adding is light because I do have a salt lamp I always have, but it doesn't provide a heap of light. And it's sort of in the corner behind uh, another sort of sideboard, I guess you'd describe it as. And so it doesn't provide a lot of light. I do also have a diffuser, which provides a little bit of light. Um, sort of around the center, most diffusers are pretty similar, but they just have sort of a line of light. So it's not a heap, you know, it really doesn't uh, provide a lot of light. So then my husband and most of you, I think, who follow me on Facebook would have seen it, um, bought me the angel, the wooden angel with the amethyst center. So I turn her on and she's got a beautiful amethyst center and she sheds a really nice kind of pink hue or purple hue through the room as well. 
And then I found these amazing rose quartz fairy lights at Cafe Nurture. So Nurture is at Kiwana on the Sunshine Coast. I might put a link into show notes for that as well. Um, but Cafe Nurture is actually a really great little store. I'm just going to add this into the show notes while I think of it. And uh, it's on the Sunshine Coast, but I'm sure there's similar stores all around the place. But anyway, they have these beautiful rose quartz uh, fairy lights for sale. And they're quite a long length of uh, wire with all the little rose quartz uh, crystals sort of in between. And when you switch it on, they're just amazing. They really light up. Like it's it's pretty amazing, pretty impressive. And I did put a show, a photo up rather on um, my Facebook page. So if you haven't seen it, jump across and have a look. I'll also put it in the Living Enlightened podcast um, Facebook page as well. So you can see it from there too. But that made such a difference. It provides heaps of light. I've got it on the way windowsill. So it's actually going across the entire windowsill. So I put the blind down, but I just leave it open enough that you can see the lights underneath that. And Rebecca, um, who we're waiting to uh, jump in with me today, is uh, she provided me with a, uh, or bought me one year, a selenite lamp, a little teeny weeny one, and it changes colors and goes all beautiful colors. So I've got that in here as well. And that shows up in the photo beautifully too. So all of those things actually provide a really nice um, light in my room. And it makes such a difference because the only other option really was um, to turn on the big bright light, you know, after someone's sort of come back from wherever they've been, you know, during a healing, you sort of disappear a lot of the time. And uh, that's startling. You know, it's not a nice thing to have to, you know, shove this great big bright light in people's faces. So now with all these little tiny various lights that I've got going on, um, it makes such a difference because I don't need to use that big, bad uh, bright light. So that's where this uh, idea sort of came from. Now, my feeling is that, you know, I could have just gone and got, you know, one of those little lights that you get for children when they can't sleep at night in their rooms, like a night light, essentially. So I could have gone and done that. But the salt lamp actually provides these beautiful, um, it sounds not so good, but it is negative ions. I put negative ions out into the atmosphere, which converts the ions in the atmosphere into positive ions. So it's a little bit confusing, a little bit scientific, I guess. But um, and it did take me a while to get my head around it. But basically, they convert the ions in the air, which is um, energy and, you know, basically the atmosphere, what we're breathing in, what we're exposing ourselves to, into positive energy, if you like. So you can go to those salt caves. I don't know if anyone's been to those, but there's one in Mooloolaba on the Sunshine Coast and, you know, various other places around uh, the country. And you can jump in there. And if you've got asthma or you've been exposed to mold or toxicity, that can actually be really good for um, helping you breathe, you know, making it easier to breathe. It helps people with any respiratory ailments. So really great uh, thing, the salt lamp. So highly recommend that. I've got one in my bedroom. I've got one in my workroom, my healing room. Um, so I've got them all over the place and uh, I find that they make a massive difference for me. Um, the Rose Quartz Fairy Lights, I guess that goes without saying, but um, the Rose Quartz is unconditional love, no judgment. Um, it's just a really beautiful heart space energy. And that's where I do my, you know, healings, readings, everything from. I really come from the heart. So that for me really resonated. And when I turned it on, it warms up that Rose Quartz and actually um, puts out, you know, that love, unconditional love sort of energy. Um, similar to what an animal gives you when you have a pet, um, especially dogs, more than cats. Um, but our cat is very loving. Uh, not all cats are like that, though. So um, that's why I selected that. Beck obviously gave me this selenite. Selenite's very angelic. It doesn't need to be cleansed. Um, for me, it's a real you know, connection to the angel realm. Um, and the fact that it changes all different colors. Selenite's very fibrous, um, so you can't really cleanse it anyway because it would just break apart. But the fact that it is that fibrous material 
the light travels through it very well. I did actually have a selenite lamp, a big one, and um, it, they don't like heat. And so it did get quite hot with a little bulb inside and it actually kind of burnt the selenite and it really didn't look um, that great. Uh, to be honest, in the end, I ended up throwing it out. But the little one Beck gave me is uh, fantastic. And obviously my uh, big uh, angel, my wooden angel with the amethyst inside, amethyst is amazing for your third eye connection, connecting to your crown, healing the crown space. If you've had any um, damaged under the crown, you know, and I mean energetically or physically, I guess, if you have head injuries and things like that, probably the same thing. Um, but it's really great for the crown space of healing um, that crown. And helping us get a better connection, I guess, to our higher awareness, our intuition, et cetera. So it makes it a little bit easier for us to connect. I'm just putting drops in my mouth. So that said, have a little think about in your space. And this is bedroom included. I did actually read for a lady yesterday who hasn't really had a good night's sleep in a very long time. And so I was recommending a few things to her. And one of them is that really soft light because some of us kind of wander around and we have, you know, the big bright lights on before we go to bed and, um, you know, it does make it a little bit harder to kind of go to sleep. So, and I'm not suggesting that she was doing that, but a lot of us don't think about those things. So I was making some suggestions around uh, lighting and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I feel like it's super important to have the right lighting and uh, it's always good not to have really, really bright, crazy lighting um if it is you in your bedroom trying to go to sleep so there's a, obviously a lot of recommendations I make other than lighting um but that is one of the major ones for me is uh nice soft lighting and if you have the salt lamps creating that beautiful um you know positive ions in the atmosphere and all of that sort of stuff you're walking into that each night and that's really really important for your well uh, state of well-being um, your mindset your mental health um, really good to add that to your atmosphere. So that's definitely one of the recommendations I made to that lady yesterday. So I guess, you know, thinking about your personal circumstances and situation and what you need, but I feel like, you know, it's really important to think about the bedroom and also the office space and get it right. And I feel like, you know, a lot better, you know, since I've made all those changes, um, introduced different forms of light and things like that into my space, I definitely feel better about, you know, bringing people in here um, because people notice, you know, uh, the energy, even if they're not super conscious of what it is or what you've done, a lot of the time people will walk in and go, wow, you know, I just love the energy in here. I don't know what it is, but it just feels really nice. Um, what sort of things are you doing? And I will tell people what I'm doing if they ask. Absolutely. You know, I don't keep it to myself, um, but it is a really good little tip just to really, uh, I guess, carefully, you know, select the lighting and what you're doing in there and um, and see what difference that makes to you. Now, I guess the other thing as well that I want to say with regard to that is if you are doing, you know, guidance for people, you know, readings and things like that, um, then it is really important to have the right music on, uh, but certainly the lighting is an important part of that and especially depending on where you're trying to connect with, I guess, um, if you're doing a lot of emotional relationship readings and things like that, which I do a lot of, um, then you really do need to make sure that you've got the right um, lighting, the right crystals around you. So having the combination of selenite and rose quartz and amethyst all lit in my room and the warmth from that and sending that energy out to my client, that really helps ease their mind sometimes as well. It can be quite a powerful thing, you know, that you don't really think about until someone sort of mentions it. And um, and that can make a massive difference um, to you as well and your client if you are doing sort of readings and healings and things that I'm sort of doing at my end. 
Um, but even just reading a book, you know, um, some people have trouble focusing or meditating, you know, imagine having the right um, lighting, the right crystals, you know, all of that sort of stuff around you. That will assist you to connect to your spirit guides, your spirit team, your angelic realm, all of those sorts of uh, energies. Where all of this is about raising your vibration, is it not? Actually, I did forget to uh, mention I drew a card. Um, so I should probably get into that. I got a little bit excited and got a bit ahead of myself. Uh, Rebecca Campbell. So that was the Work Your Light Oracle. And the card that I drew for the group, did I put it? Okay, I think I put it back. Um, let me just have a look in my photo section. Oh, no, here it is. Um, so the Ever Unfolding Rose. Now, I will put a photo up when we post this episode on socials. And um, what it actually means is that you are just starting to come into your own. And uh, what that is, is if you think about where you're at in life and uh, what you're actually doing and what you want to do, then it actually makes a lot of sense in that we're only really just starting out, hey? So it's all sort of a fresh start, a new beginning. And um, that's what we've got to be open to remembering that we can't sort of rush things. Um, we've got to take our time. We've got to be patient. So it is a journey. And sometimes we don't know where that's going to end. We don't always know what that's going to look like. Um, so we have to be a little bit patient. So what the picture is about is there's a beautiful sort of Corinthian column, a series of Corinthian columns on the left and the right. And there's a beautiful, almost looks like a um, church window in the middle, like a stained glass window with sort of an arch in the middle. And uh, so it's almost like leading you towards that beautiful stained glass window. There's uh, a beach and the ocean. Um, and then this rose is sort of really unfurling into a bloom. And there's a lady sort of almost doing a backbend. She's throwing her head back. She looks glorious. Her head's been thrown back and um, her hair sort of draped behind her. And the message on the card is cracked open. It's happening for you, not to you. Now, this is really important. The wording of that is excellent. Cracked open. It's happening for you, not to you. Now, cracked open is um, actually one of her other cards in one of her other decks. I think it might be in the Starseed deck. And what this is talking about is getting into the real nitty gritty, getting into the real hidden meaning and uh, what's actually going on, you know, kind of behind the scenes, I guess. And the stuff that we don't always show to other people. So if you think about shadow self or shadow side, that's the kind of stuff that we don't always show to others. You know, we keep hidden and uh, and that sort of thing. So if you think about it from that perspective, we're getting into that stuff. You know what I mean? So this can be um, pretty intense for some people, um, but it is very necessary. And I think that that's something that we all need to be kind of aware of. So um, this is also not getting into victim mentality because I have had a bit about this week where people are like, oh, well, this is happening to me and this person's doing this to me and all of those things. But we need to remember we are always in power. And that's what we sometimes forget or we do forget a lot of the time um, is that we're always in power. You know, no one else is doing anything to us and we may feel like that. And that's that's totally OK. I'm not dismissing that. But what we need to remember is we are actually in power and we remember that life becomes a hell of a lot easier because we're not walking around being a victim and allowing anyone else to, you know, convince us that, you know, we're not in power because then they have power over us. So that's what I really want everyone to be super aware of. Okay, so based on all of that, what I wanted to say now was I have a couple of recommendations and a bit of inspo for you all. All of you who are listening from home or in your car or wherever you are listening to me from, 
So what I wanted to say just around that, just to really lift the mood is that I had a look online and I was looking for a few top tips. Now, one of the things that I do is when I wake up in the morning, I set an intention for myself. So I might say to myself, look, I want to feel really um, joyful today, or I'm going to have an awesome day, or I can't wait to see my first client. So these are the things that sometimes we, you know, don't always enjoy. So maybe around our work, you know, if we didn't like our work, you know, I'm just going to have a great day with my boss today. We're going to get along excellently if you have been having issues, for example. So what we're trying to do is really change that mindset. So with that said, what I wanted to do was I looked up um, something, and this is from Westchester Magazine. I've put this into our uh, show notes. So 10 tips to help brighten your day. So I'll just kind of summarize, but um, have a think about how you start your day because in this, they say, number one, make your morning great. Wake up to something that makes you happy and the rest of the day will follow suit. When you wake up, try to spend a few minutes looking outside of your bedroom window. Have a connection with nature or start your day in a self-affirming way. Um, So what that means is actually, you know, and I've got a desktop calendar here, Louise Hay. So every day I'm just having a look over my shoulder the one for today is choose, I choose to let go of old painful thoughts. I think only thoughts that make me happy. Now, isn't that hilarious? That's really great because um, that helps you get that positive outlook. Let me read that again. I choose to let go of old painful thoughts. I think only thoughts that make me happy. So that's about shedding. That's about choosing. You know, do I want to hang on to that or do I want to hang on to um, the beautiful, bright day that may be ahead of me? So that is how we brighten our day, number one. Number two, smile at everyone. So if you have a think about this, it's really simple. You know, you go to the coffee shop, order your latte and smile at the cashier, smile at the person behind you in the queue or in front of you in the queue, smile at the little kid getting ready to go to school. Smiles are so incredible at spreading good jujus. So, you know, you don't know how that person's feeling that day. They may have got terrible news and then you give them a little smile and they think, oh, wow, okay, that's lovely. Um, And that just may change your entire outlook. You know what I mean? So really, really easy. Turn the little corners up of your mouth when you're looking at other people and uh, spread that good jujus. Um, Have patience, number three, patience. Now, this is one that we all struggle with, yeah? I know you're listening to me and everyone's cringing at the moment. Um, Look, what's the rush? What are you rushing around for? Um, putting any stress or pressure on ourselves um, really just makes us feel more uncomfortable. It can send us into panic, into anxiety. Um, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a fun outcome either. So just learn to be in the moment. You know, this is where I recommend flowers um, and oils. So anything with a strong smell brings us back to the present. That's what we want to do. So when we're in the present, we're not stressed and worried. We're not in the future or the past at that point. We're just here. There's no stress in the present. There's nothing to worry about because we're just in the present. So while you're waiting in line, I mentioned the coffee shop before, um, take a chance, you know, to either smile at someone like we mentioned in the last comment um, or, you know, contemplate, you know, where's your next holiday going to be to? How's it going to look? Where are you going to go? Who are you going to go with? So really spend the time maybe daydreaming, you know, or spark up a conversation with someone, you know, what have you got on today? Um, where are you living or, you know, are you close by or whatever the case may be, I don't want to be a stalker. Um, but, you know, spark a conversation with someone you haven't met before. You may just meet your best friend. Um, number four is practice selflessness. So I didn't say selfishness. I said selflessness. So this is really about putting yourself kind of last, well, not last, but not uh, putting yourself in the main, you know, sort of forefront 
um, you know, front of the stage, front and center. So giving and contributing to others um, makes you feel wonderful. And I was just talking to someone about this. So whether it is, you know, making a beautiful blanket for someone who's in need, um, you know, living on the street, et cetera, um, giving, you know, toiletries to a lady who's just been, you know, had to leave a domestic violence situation or something like that. So volunteering is a really great one. I like to go up to my mum's craft group. I go up to um, uh, North directly from the Sunshine Coast or South, I should say. Um, and I like to go and help them out because I make things for the homeless, you know, different crafty things. So I feel like that's something that really gives me um, a good feeling. We also put together in our church a little package for kids in Africa um, because a lot of those kids don't get beautiful pens and pencils and toys and things like that very often or if at all. So this really brightens their day. So do those sorts of things. I guess that's a bit more charitable. Um, and don't forget to laugh. We did mention smiling. This is number five. Um, but, you know, I love watching funny cat videos. Um, that's one of my favorite things. There's some great little cartoons and anima animations. Um, you know, I love to watch comedy. So every now and then we'll put Netflix on and um, pop on a great comedy. Um, you know, that is actually very much like laughter yoga, um, which I have done. And I swear by it is amazing for brightening your day and shifting that stagnant energy, especially from the solar plexus. Um, Stop and smell the roses. I did sort of get into this a little bit earlier, um, but this is all about presence, not trying to rush. I guess in the impatience kind of section, that's what I was talking about. Um, but go for a walk. Try to be more conscious is basically what I'm talking about. So conscious walking. I mean, we can walk around and we can listen to a podcast and we can, you know, distract ourselves and do other things. But really walk around consciously. Look at the leaves, look at the flowers, look at the bark, look at the grass. Really pay attention to little insects crawling around. And that's about consciousness and also eating consciously as well. So stopping to smell of the roses is more about being present. Okay. Really, really simple. Um, now, spending your days in with awesome people. So we all have people, I'm sure, that we kind of just tolerate. Um, but what I'm talking about is spending time with the people that we absolutely adore. I've got several of them in my life and they're the ones that are really a touchstone for me. They're the ones that I will go to, you know, when I don't have a huge amount of energy, I don't want to put on a performance, I just want to be myself. Um, they're the ones I'll hang out with because I know I can just be myself, okay? Um, so I call them a touchstone. Now, number eight is quiet your mind. So this can be your meditation, your reflection, um, having a lie down, reading a book, you know, um, or just meditation, which is really quieting your mind. So we all need to have that. Even if it's five minutes, it doesn't have to be an hour, two hours. Um, a lot of people say I don't have time to meditate. That's rubbish. I mean, the number of times, uh, you know, where you're sitting around, you know, playing on uh, Facebook, or whatever you're doing, uh, and that can take ages. And the next minute you've lost, you know, 40 minutes of your life and you're thinking, my God, um, what did I actually do in that 40 minutes? You know what I mean? So use that to be more mindful, you know, calm the mind. Number nine, let the small things roll off your shoulders. So what I relate this to is Teflon. So you really want to be like Teflon. You know, those amazing fry pans, nothing sticks to. That's what I want you to be. So everything has to roll off your back like water off a duck's back. It just wants to roll off. The more we do that, the more we practice that, not being affected by other people or triggered by other people, the easier life gets. So keep your perspective in check. 
if it's something that I'm blowing up about and it's really not that important, you know, you hear cheesy battles a lot, really focus on that because I feel like a lot of the time we're worrying about things that aren't actually that important. Number 10, and most importantly, find and acknowledge the things that brighten your day. So this is key and this is really what we're getting into. So the most important thing here is what actually is your outlet? What is your favorite thing? What is the thing that you really enjoy doing that you may be not doing enough of and we really want to work on those things. So what is it? What's your thing? It's different for everybody. So whatever the simple things are, you know, if it is getting to the beach a bit more, grounding a bit more, spending more time on the grass with your bare feet, spending more time with your pets, what is your outlet? Getting surfing, yeah, getting out into the water. So it doesn't have to cost anything. I mean, obviously you have invested in a surfboard, but you probably got one if you enjoy that, if that's your outlet. Just get on it. Get out there. Um, I've got flowers behind me as well. My husband likes to bright flowers and brighten the room that way. So I always have flowers. Um, and I mentioned earlier my crystal fairy lights, my rose quartz, my selenite lamp, my salt lamp, my amethyst lamp. I've got a lot of lamps in this room um, and my beautiful flowers as well. Fresh flowers are an amazing way to brighten your day. So that is my recommendation this week. I hope that that's all resonated with you guys as you listen to this. Um, I've had a lot of fun. And unfortunately, Beck wasn't able to join us and that's totally okay. Um, I was prepared to sort of run through myself. So um, yeah, it's been really wonderful being with you again. I've got some really great ideas actually in terms of the things that I want to do uh, sort of coming up as well. So I'm going to run through those with you uh, too. And one of them is all about the choices we make and in particular, um, building confidence. Now, one of the things that does, um, you know, sometimes hold us back is the confidence. What if I can't do it? What if I don't do it right? You know, we do put a lot of pressure on ourselves and I feel like that's a really important one to have a think about for you guys. So this is really, and I did draw a card like this recently from the new deck, Work Your Light. And I did do a little static card draw on my um, business page for this. And it's all about, you know, not holding on, um, you know, not feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I can't do this. You know, it's too much stress. Um, really feeling into that, you know, do we want to do this or not? And if you do really want to do it, just practice lots. So I'm going to be talking more about that in the next episode. Um, Have a wonderful uh, evening or whatever time of the day it is where you are. Thanks for tuning in and I'll talk to you very soon. Bye.